Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, quarantinis around the world. It's plural for people who are in quarantine. Welcome back to the Golf Burrito. We're back in the studio. Mitch, what's up, man? How's it going, dude? Good, man. What do we tell him, man? More, more content. Yeah, and we're, we're honoring our promise. It's called following through. More First more time podcasts. we've done it in the career of this podcast. That's and, right. Uh, we got a good one on deck for you today. Um, got a little Q&A. We put out that Instagram. Um, thank you all for answering those questions or asking those questions. We're going to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a really good interview with a good friend of mine from back home, Mikey. Uh, you'll hear about a little bit later. So, um, Mitch, what's good? We'll start it off with the first question. Yeah. You got anything to say? How's your quarantine going? Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, it's got to ease into it. Yeah, quarantine is tough. Um, golf courses are slowly shutting down. Played some G today, days. though. We did play a little golf today. Um, golf courses are doing a pretty good job, actually, kind of like being responsible with all this. Yeah, like the raised cups, Cherokee today. No cups. No, no flags. flags. So you don't touch anything. You just. I don't think I touched. Only walking. They had the door propped open. We literally touched no I, things. The only thing I touched was like my car. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that multiple people touched. Yep. And so, you're on the golf course, too. You're pretty isolated. Closest you are, and you're on the tee box together. So it's really not too Yeah, bad, and we were we were talking to a good friend, a teacher in the area. His name's Leighton Smith. Um, apparently, a lot of golf courses are getting backlash for staying open, which kind of confuses me. Maybe that just because I love golf so much and hope they stay open, but like today it's kind of ridiculous. In Denver, they, you're now allowed to go to city parks for yeah. exercise. So like if you're walking through the park, like that's fine. So what's the difference between walking through the park with other, you know, you're going to walk past other they're my They're my golf clubs. No one else is going to touch them, yeah, and I'm not going to touch anything else. Golf is essentially the same thing. You're just walking through a big grassy field. So, I mean, it. I thought we were pretty responsible about it, but... Yeah, yeah I think there's ways to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know your input on it, but I, I believe they should stay open. I'd love to get an outside opinion from someone that doesn't golf. I mean, and there's, that's, there's no flags, so you're not... There's yeah. not a bunch of people pulling the flag out. There's no golf carts, so there's no grabbing the steering wheel, sitting, you know, a foot Doors apart. are propped open. They had the doors propped open, so you just walk into the shop. You don't have to pull the door open or anything. The only thing maybe is, like, if you pay with a credit card, sign with a pen, but I know Which, a yeah. lot of people are wiping them down and all that stuff, and obviously the staff, everyone's aware of it, so they're going to be trained on what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's weird, but so weird, weird times, but fingers crossed that... I'm more at risk going to the King Supers than I am going to the golf course. So. Exactly. We're almost or more that. at risk, like in this house with five people touching a bunch of things, you know. Oh, in, easy, in, in yeah, theory. Um, but, anyways, weird times. Hopefully, next podcast doesn't have quarantine about it. Yeah, it will. Well, Nike quarantine without golf. Oof, because the weather's supposed to look. It's looking pretty good for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so spring break. Yeah, it's our spring break. So you know, nothing's over. I was supposed to be playing in Vegas this week, which is a super bummer. You know, obviously a lot of people go on golf trips and stuff, and those get canceled and plans changed. or So it's just a real bummer for definitely a lot of people during this time that mm-hmm. pay all this money or make all these plans for big spring break trips, regardless of it's golf or not. Right, yeah. But if you are going on spring break, I mean, just be smart. Don't, like all these people going to the beaches, don't be that, that person. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of other ways that you can enjoy a spring break mm-hmm. without 
you know, like, just stay safe out there, I guess, is all I'm saying. Yeah. But anyways, that's enough uh, dull talk. I think we're ready now for the Q&A. That was was a little dark, but we're going to get into it. We got some really good questions. Again, thank you all for submitting your questions. This is... This is a decent amount, a few more than the last time, I mm-hmm. think. So, yeah. All right, um, start it off, man. So we'll start off. Question from Danielle Walmeyer. Uh, she says, boys will be boys, so what's the dumbest, craziest, or most embarrassing thing you've done on the golf course? Oh, man. I mean, <sighs> I mean nothing really. I mean, we had friends that lived on, on the golf course, and so like, we would stay the night at that friend's house and... Like, play hide-and-go-seek tag, I guess, in the <laughs> middle of the night at, like, 2 in the morning. Um, I guess, you know, just running around at night. I've ridden my bike through the golf course plenty of times to get from one street to another. But sure. I, mean, oh, I have a good one, actually. Yeah. I've kind of got two. I don't really know if these are, like, dumb, crazy, or embarrassing. Maybe dumb, but um, it used to rain, like, and the used to rain it still does rain um really yeah thorn creek one of the holes is kind of straight downhill with a couple rolling hills down the fairway so it's kind of like three big downhill rolls as you get closer to the green so when we would drive to pick up the pins after you know during closing um occasionally in my younger years we would just full speed down the fairway and then hit the brake and turn as hard as you could and just let you like kind of 360 donutting like as you're sliding down all these hills that was pretty dumb because we kind of tore up the, tore up the grass a bit yeah got chewed out we but. used to we used to like when i worked in the cart barn at desert hawk oh. we used to just grab like seven irons and rip them off the concrete into this open field that was in between 10 and 18 and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd place a little flag out there or something that you you couldn't notice but we knew it was there and like uh-huh. hit shots and then go shag them just whenever it was slow Oof. that was always fun I don't know if I'm really allowed to say it on this podcast, but I want to say it anyways. When I, my first week at, when I was working back home, um, one of the kind of veteran cart barn dudes told me about this thing called the pipe bomb. And it was with the drain in the cart barn, and like the pipe system and drain. And we had battery coat, which like kept the batteries from corroding on the carts. Yeah. So you'd spray like half of a can of it into the into the drain and then light a match and drop it in oh it was like super flammable was it loud very it would just go and you just and then like all the like dirt and mud and stuff that was in the pipes would come shooting straight up and like hit the ceiling <laughs> and it was just super loud did you ever get in trouble for it well I was I, I didn't do it I just watched it oh. and then you just immediately hear the stairs you know someone coming down from the shop like what in the world are you doing down there so Jeez. I listened to this one, so you play the game, uh, What Are the Odds? Sure. So we were at a friend's house that lived on the golf course mm-hmm. at Desert Hawking. Um, there's number five. It's a, it's a par three with a pond in it, and it was probably like one in the morning. And I told my friend, her name's Lexi Timmy. Her brother listens to this, so Ryan, if you're listening, what's up? Um, it's, it's her little brother I played on the golf team with, but the the, the dare was for Lexi like what are the odds you jump in the lake oh boy yeah and she lost and so I didn't do it but I remember like probably eight or nine of us just walked out from the backyard and just ran watched her jump yeah oh, it was geez. so gross and it was probably freezing cold and oh. 
because I think it was in like March or April. So it had to still been cold, but it was, that was a funny one. I guess embarrassing, I, um, I topped one on number nine at Pine Creek, got it to like the blue tees. So the unspoken rule is that if you don't hit it past the forward slash ladies tees, you have to drop your pants and whip it out, but I just pulled my pants down and just stand there in my underwear. Oh yeah. Everyone, yeah. I fell out on a golf cart a couple times. Um, I mean, like nothing really too crazy. No, just kind of just funny stuff, like honest shenanigans. Living on the golf course that has houses, you know, I've plunked a couple of windows, gotten yelled at, and of course. just the usual stuff. But as a, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. I don't think. It's a big, it's a good question though. Yes. All right. Next question from Riley to Nora. What is your go-to snack during a round of G? Ooh. For me, it's got to be a PB and J. Like, I'm trying to ever since I've started playing golf, every time I had a tournament, PB&J. my mom would pack me up a PB&J before I left, and that's yeah, just a signature. My mom always made me two, like, little breakfast burritos, little skinny ones, wrapped them up in foil and gave them to me before, but that was because we had to be at the golf course by 5 a.m., so it, usually I ate them on the bus ride to wherever we were going, and, like, Oh, yeah. I don't really eat a lot during golf. No, and I don't. Like, my go-to drink is usually just water, I guess. Unless it's like a cold beer or something with you're playing with the boys. But, Mm -hmm. like, I know a lot of tour guys eat, like, their almonds and protein bars. Like, whatever. Honestly, whatever I have, I'll take. Yeah, I don't really snack. Yeah, we used to just, like, play and then eat and then... Maybe just put a hot and spicy in the bag and whip it out somewhere around the turn. The move was when we were kids was like, we'd play 36, so we'd play 18 mm-hmm. in the morning, go and eat lunch in the, um, in the restaurant, and then go out and play some more, and then eat dinner, and then walk home. Like Jeez. That was tradition, and so, um, yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary there. Thank you, though, Riley. Riley's is probably like seaweed or... Seaweed oh, crackers. Yeah, it's uh, shrimp-flavored chips. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then from Will V, who are your mentors, heroes, and who got you to to where you're at today? You two, two, oh, two, okay. Who got you I to, see that, to where yeah. you're at today? Sorry, that tripped me up. You want to go first? Um, yikes, mentors and heroes. Like, who got you started playing golf? We'll start there, and then we'll move up. Well, um, my best friend John, growing up, and he always went with his dad to the range, like on the weekends and stuff. And so one time they took me, and he, John's dad, Mark, um, hopefully you listen to this at some point, has claimed a 10% um, royalty on every dollar that I make in my career since he got me into golf. Oh, oh, he thought you were going like on tour or something? <laughs> he's just like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I just want 10% of everything you make. Nice. He's a, he's a jokester. But, so, I mean, after that, though, other than the introduction, he hasn't, I never really played a ton of golf with him, maybe three or four times. Yeah. Um, I mean, my parents always like supported it. They don't play, but they they went ahead and bought me a set of junior clubs and yeah. took me to the golf course, dropped me off at Highland Hills Par 3. Supported the dream, so I have to thank them for that. Uh, I haven't had like a ton of mentors. Not yet. I don't feel like I've had like a career to need a mentor, like or a, yeah, you know, 
Will. major life crisis where it's like had to rely on a mentor yeah I'd obviously, say, obviously people like my parents and like yeah mm. what'd yeah. you think on that I'd say for me like same thing in, in your book like I grew up kind of close to the golf course it was like a 5-10 minute walk mm-hmm. but my none of my parents played um, so like my next door neighbor parents. none of my parents yeah none of my two parents um <laughs> They're still married, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, my next door neighbor, uh, Glenn Workman, wants to get him on the pod. Yeah, he'll He's be like, here. probably one of the best golfers I know. Uh, so good. Um, but He's all right. It's not like he does it for a living or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of, I would go anywhere he went because he was a few years older than me. So whatever Glenn did, I had to do. Mm-hmm. And like he, when he started picking up golf and because I think his grandpa was a starter at Walking Stick. And so he used to get us out there and on the par three course at Elmwood at City Park. And then we figured, I guess, we lived at a golf course, so why not mm-hmm. start playing there? And, yeah, I got my first set of clubs, obviously, from my parents. It was My dad was big into me playing baseball, and I was left-handed, and he bought me a right-handed set of golf clubs because he didn't want my swings to get mixed up or anything. So... It was really weird, and I sucked. And then they figured that this that I like to take it seriously, and then got me through there. Got you a lot. Kind of the same as you. Like they've supported me, like at whatever I've I've done, and like oh yeah, up to this point. And then obviously they poured countless hours and dollars. Yeah, for sure. Even though they don't really know, like what's like I can especially like even today in college, like I tell them kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like when we had that internship in Ireland, they're like. Ah, super cool. Like, yeah, they didn't. They were excited for me, but at the same time, they're like, just you live your life and do that. So that's pretty cool for them. And then, obviously, like mentors are just bosses throughout the years. You know, yeah, I mean, at all my internships, I think, especially I think, my old one, like Brendan Walsh at sure. the Country Club was a good one. Like, probably one of the most influential people in my young golf career. And then, you know, my boss now, Rich Parker, is definitely a good one in terms of working mentors and heroes and then I don't know I used to idolize like tour guys yeah as playing but as I've grown up and realized I'm not that good it's more of the lines of like who do I want to model myself around mm-hmm. you know I want to like Leighton and Keith Stillwell Leighton Smith and Keith Stillwell have I'd say those two are probably helped us out quite a bit yeah together. they're they're always there to it's like a little chat. bit more than like a like a big brother kind of thing you know it's like for sure kind of they've done what we've done yeah and they're done that before and so they've kind of and they yeah they've been gracious enough to show us the ropes yeah. which is nice yeah so yeah. those guys have been will great. obviously is our biggest hero um will i mean okay will's gonna deny it but he's a mentor to me as well yeah he's really helped us he's lived what we are living now mm-hmm. obviously he was in the military when we were but when he was our it, age how to be a good person not even just in golf but in life yeah definitely yeah good Just, question will all right all right next question emily nolly hey what's your favorite golf memory oh my gosh we didn't think about these before we wanted to kind of just be organic in our talk favorite golf memory your favorite golf memory? I don't know. Just like, I just think the days 
as a kid where my mom would make me walk to the golf course and spend all day there from sun up to sundown. Just like we made so much, so many memories just doing chipping contests and you ever play Ryder Cup? Yeah, all the like, all the yeah, like I could tell you all the best chip shots to hit from the practice green at Desert Hawk is you probably can, but I don't know. I think when I went to Boston with my dad, like mm-hmm. getting to show him where I worked and kind of this is what I've made of myself so far in my career. It's pretty cool. I think that was pretty. That was yeah. pretty awesome. I think he really enjoyed that a lot. Just to. It was cool. Take 33 hours drive and show them this is what I'm doing. When my parents came to visit and saw Capital City, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think. That's the, I mean, nicest place I've worked so far, just as far as not even how fancy or exclusive it was, but the quality of people that I was working for and working with. Yeah. Um, yeah, just probably, not not necessarily golf. I don't I have a lot of like little individual golf. I don't have a hole in one, but. I don't either. That was probably the most influential for me. I chipped in three times during freshman year golf tryouts and didn't still didn't break a hundred. That was pretty cool. My favorite golf memory is all of the four years of high school in a time lapse from freshman year to the end of senior year, because I went from barely making the team. I was in the last JV spot to being the captain of the team my senior year. So the whole process of getting from the from yeah. there to where I finished and then kind of being like a leader on the team. Yeah, was cool. that was always. And yeah, high school golf was a ton of fun just because all the guys that were on that team are, I still talk to mostly all of them today. Like, they were still really, really good friends. and I've kept in touch with a few of them. Yeah, and mine was a little bit different because I was, I was like the sixth man my freshman year, so I was kind of with the older kids Yeah, like who kind of showed me, so it was kind of cool. I did a thing my senior year. I asked to only play with freshmen. I don't really know why that came into my head but doing those freshmen um it was this last let me think it would have been it would have been this fall yeah yeah they they asked coach to text me and ask if i could come to their senior banquet oh nice since i was the senior i was kind of like they felt comfortable when they were playing with me i don't know so that was that was uh, for whatever reason that pops into my head sticks with me it's like yeah they still remembered who i was four years later for that's sure. pretty cool. Yeah. What's that? Um, also from Emily, who's your favorite golf partner? Uh, you. Yeah. I've really enjoyed playing golf with you over the last few years. But You keep me competitive. Yeah. I just think, be. yeah, all the people that I've grown up playing with, Glenn and Mikey and mm-hmm. good friend Preston, we used to just always text each other and walk up yeah. to the golf course and... Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get to play a lot of rounds with my dad. He, I don't know, he just doesn't play. But zero rounds with those are always fun. But no, it's just the guys that are like love to compete with me and Mm -hmm. just like love golf as much as I do. I think that's a lot of fun. So I've enjoyed playing with a lot of golf with you, Will. Will for sure. um, Sam, I had a blast playing golf with Sam all over the summer. Yeah, going way back. John and I played golf quite a bit when we were younger um trevor glenn we played a ton of golf uh, it was there's a lot of people that i enjoy playing with for sure people that i'm comfortable with and people that usually just don't enjoying get, yeah, yeah too high i've got to play a lot with emily who asked this question obviously she's my girlfriend um so she's a lot so of fun to play with, with yeah her. she's good she kicks my butt sometimes <laughs> 
All right, also from Emily, what is your dream foursome of tour players? Sweet. So, for me... Let's do dead and alive, or... just We'll just do tour players right now. Alive, okay. It's got to be... So, me, obviously, Tiger, that's like a no-brainer. Um, and then Phil, because he was kind of my idol growing up. Sure. Obviously, left-handed, so like, oh, you're Phil Mickelson? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't imagine how many times you got that. Um, and then, I don't know. I feel like JT would be a lot of fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Like, just some of those boys like him or Ricky or mm-hmm. Spieth, just like, they have a lot of fun and mm-hmm. just really comfortable to be around. And like, I think it'd be fun to play with guys on tour that don't act like we're playing on tour that day. Sure. That don't take, like, Tiger might take it seriously, but I also get to play with Tiger Woods, but. Sure. And just hear stories from them. Oh, yeah. Just about their careers and their lives and just play some G, even though, like, I'm significantly worse than them. Of course. I think it'd be fun. Um, so my dream enforcement is going to be me, Tiger Woods, Kevin Kisner. And um, pro- like Rory, probably. Nice, yeah. Someone that actually hits the ball farther than you. Okay. Tiger, obviously, Kiz is like one of the rowdiest dudes on tour, and Rory just seems like such a good dude, and he's also like one of the best players in the world. So that'd be super. The cool. best in the world right now, yeah. actually. That's a good one. Yeah. Good question, Emily. Hope all is well down in the great state of Texas. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question from Tate Dabbs, the freshman in the PGM program. When did y'all start the golf burrito? Well, technically, the conception was long ago. Well over a year ago. Yeah. Like the fall of last year. Like, or the winter. Kind of right when we kind of moved in together. It was like two Januaries ago. Yeah. We kind of always talked about, because we both, like, known laying up. Approximately and, 15 months ago. Yeah. We didn't actually release a podcast until June 7th, I think, was the first one, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, because the idea was actually to kind of promote the, okay, yeah, so the started, PGM program. Yeah, it was going to be a podcast for the PGM program. And something that we could put on the social media and for prospective students to listen to interviews with students in the program and do it as like a program highlight reel. Yeah. And like advertising kind of thing to help with marketing. And that kind of just fizzled out, really. It kind of just got weird because it was like we have to get the the school to approve it and they had to approve everything we talked about and it just became not us. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, almost forced. Yeah, and then we were like, you know what? We kind of just want to do like our own podcast and talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, and then we had decided to make it clean because if we were swearing up a storm on this, then we couldn't have our parents and like our family friends listen to it and stuff. Yeah, and if anyone gets a hold of it, then we're so it's kind of gone through a couple of different. So I think phases. it's it might be a little bit of both. I mean, I think we still highlight. Yeah, golf and um, and then the the breakfast burrito thing. It Ryan and I were debating whether or not our home golf courses, Thorn Creek and Desert Hawk, had like which one had the best breakfast burrito. 
and we still haven't debunked that. We haven't decided. There's been oh, I've battle. decided already. I know you I've have, had both so. of them. I've only had one of them. Well, and I don't really we have we have three people, two of which you'll be hearing about soon, that have both claimed that Desert Hawk is a superior burrito. We'll find out. Yeah, no, and no, that's no. okay. No, you have to come down. We'll go down. Yeah, and I'll, maybe I'll, in the next couple of days. I will judge it fairly, like mm-hmm. I judged every other burrito. Yeah, no bias. So yeah, um, in the golf burrito, we. I remember the first night that we got it started. We were so excited. We what made the that? Twitter and the Instagram and the yeah, dude. What was, what RSS was the name generator because we didn't know what to call it, and it was like, what are your like talking like your topics? Yeah, and it was like golf, breakfast burritos, and we were like, that's basically it. And then we did the generator like a couple times, and it it came up with a bunch of weird stuff, and then finally it went the golf burrito. Yeah, and I like crapped my pants. Yeah, and then like I came up with the slogan, and yeah. then it all kind of we were like golf wrapped up in a tortilla. We got so excited, we yeah. just yeah, it was cloud nine. Pretty cool. Um, and it's evolved a little bit since. Yeah, then, it's blown up ever since. You know, like we got yeah, twenty five people listening every week, and we've hit like twelve <laughs> countries now. <laughs> Worldwide. Yeah, it's like World the coronavirus. Oh boy, spreading slower, but. So yeah, thanks for the question, Tate. Hope that answers it for you. Um, question from my mom, Julie Gola. Yo! If you could mentor a younger you and give your time and talents to an upcoming golfer, how would you do that? Um, I guess it just depends how they want to approach it. Like a younger me wanted to play a lot and like go somewhere playing. Um, but I didn't really take practice that seriously. Like my next door neighbor who played division one golf and is playing professionally now. Um, you know, he always told me like, Hey man, if you want to get good, you better practice. Like you got to come every day and, um, be like dedicated to your craft. So I think, and just for me too, I was so competitive from a young age, like playing, you know, traveling baseball since I was 10, I think just realize that golf is a game Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be enjoyed. I think I lost a lot of years just like getting so down on myself after rounds and just being really pissed off after I played. And my expectations were high, and that's okay, but I really let it affect me. So just telling younger me, just like, it's nice. going to be all right now. Even I, like, you probably think I get pretty mad when I play now, but like, it Sometimes. was way worse, and I've really tried to just let it go and enjoy it. Cause yeah, so you've like, gotten better. Yeah. Even since I've known you. Um, for me, I guess there have been a couple points throughout life where I've had sort of a, a epiphany moment where I realized that the people I looked up to at one point in life, that's now me, and there's someone younger than me that's looking up to me. It's happened a couple times. If, um so like when you're a freshman on the high school golf team and you look up to the seniors, right, the varsity guys, you want to be like them and play like them and all that. And then once you're the senior, it's like all the freshmen are looking up to you. Then you become a freshman in college and PGM program for me. It's like I'm looking at people that have passed their PAT or playing well in tournaments. Or going to the part, act the part. Going to cool places. Going to cool internships. They're going to the seminars. They're learning. Getting they're, big jobs. They're good at what they do and they do it with purpose yeah. and meaning. And that's what I want to be. And then 
suddenly I'm the senior doing that. And there's freshmen coming into the program that are very impressionable, right? And then I'm on my last internship or we're looking up to head golf pros that are in their 40s or 50s and everything they've accomplished or the assistants that have worked at X, Y, and Z club. Yeah, it's for just next and, steps. Yeah, so always looking forward. It's like sometimes I would tell myself to like look back and take care of, make sure you're taking yeah. care of the people below you. Yeah, because we've all seen that guy that's like, I remember our freshman year in the program, there were a few that really, they didn't really take us in as much as I think were, our senior class took in this freshman class. And yeah, I know was, we might like have not done our best job, but I think we're more comfortable Yeah, I mean, with I'm, everyone in out the pro, throughout the program rather than like, right. these are the seniors and I talked to them twice. Mm-hmm. And like I know every freshman by name, and you'll stop and talk to them in the swing lab. And yeah, when I was a freshman, I would have hoped that the seniors or the upperclassmen would have done the same, and like on internship. Yeah, it just so I guess if I was gonna, I don't know how that really goes back to a younger me, but I guess saying as a younger me, always looking at the people ahead of me, maybe look at the people that want to be where you are. Yeah, even even talk to them, make them more comfortable. Yeah, there's there's points people throughout life them. as you go up in life. There's always going to be people mm-hmm. looking up to you, and you need to treat them like you hope to be treated or you were treated. Yeah, that's a, that was a good question. Super deep. These are super deep questions. Mom, that was a good one. All right, another one for my mom. Is to interview the seniors and have them thank one person who got them where they are today. It's just the two of us right now. Who do you want to thank? Um, I don't know. I kind of think we thanked all our heroes. Like, obviously, big shout out to the to the Reds, uh-huh. sisters, just the fam for supporting. Sure, Glenn, Mikey, you, just yeah. all the people. Like, I can name five hundred of them, but big ones are obviously the family and the ones close to me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll thank my parents first and foremost for all that they did to get us to this point, get me to this point. Um, seeing as they don't play golf and have never been as addicted to golf as I am, they have to put up with me talking about it and watching it on TV. And Yeah. Um, they've definitely gotten more used to that as the years have gone on, but un, you know, unrelenting support. And then also my high school golf coaches, who I'm still pretty close with both of them, or both Coach Ortega and Coach Klein. You know this on the pod? I don't know if they do. I know uh, Trevor does, and Trevor's dad was our coach. Coach Oh, nice. So I'll make sure he hears it. But, yeah, I mean, they they were a big help in in high school and helping me decide what I wanted to do. I think we all knew I wasn't really wanting to go play somewhere. Um, Sure. But, yeah, they've been huge. And I just, as they've come and played in family and friends and supported us that way Mm -hmm. in the program and, um, helping me get better at golf and kind of more, not even as much the technical part of golf, but just like the mental and how to handle yourself and stuff. Coach Ortega and Coach Glenn all used shared the same you know mentalities, but um, we didn't push in all of our chairs one time when the whole team got up from the restaurant to go out to the range. And for the rest of practice, the next two hours, we practiced pushing in chairs. <laughs> just stand up, push your chair in. Yeah. Pull it out, sit down, stand up, push it in. Pull that was it out, like sit down for two hours, dude. They were about like they 
people in the it, restaurant were like, what the hell? It, it bothered the players on the team that just cared about playing golf, but like they cared more about the person you are. Making us well, we had, people. I remember uh, there was a mom on the baseball team, and like she would lay into us if we had our hats on inside. Really? Like she would borderline cuss you out in the restaurant. Oh, man. If we had our hats on, just like thank the people for teaching us how to be good people. Yeah, that's Ortega, a big thing. I remember he pulled one of our, our number two varsity player off the course of league championships because he threw his pitching wedge. Dang. About 10 yards, maybe. Just kind of chucked it at his bag. Said, pack it up. I could just called your mom. She's on her way to pick you up. And that was like the biggest tournament of the league yeah. season. Like, that was it. Yeah. And then all of us were on our own. So we were like, dang. Yeah. He didn't get. He didn't care what the tournament was or how big we thought that event was. It was about. It's always something bigger. Right, and as much as we might have hated it at the time, looking back, he was a pretty big influence. Nice. Is that all we got? Those are the questions we had. Those were good. I think we went pretty in depth with that. That so. was really deep. Yeah, that was, it was like very philosophical and like life. Reflect topics. on our young twenty-two years right. of life. 21 years. That's right. You're a young buck. Nice. So, are we good to kick it to the interview? Yeah, let's get Mikey in here. Yeah, we got a good interview. Uh, Michael DiNardo, a really, really good friend of mine. We met in like sixth grade. Um, We played golf with him and then sat him down for an interview. And He's a pretty soft-spoken guy, but I think he gave some really good answers. He's like, once you get to know him, he's one of the funniest guys. We may have pushed him outside his comfort zone a little bit, but yeah. I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was good. So, um, yeah, enjoy this interview with Mikey. And Without further ado, here he is. Bang. All right. I'd like to welcome now to the podcast and to the studio a very close friend of mine. Um, we grew up playing golf together. We are currently neighbors at our hometown of Pueblo West. Um Mr. Michael DiNardo. Mike, how are you, man? I'm good. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, so we just got off the golf course, played the the ever-so-sweet Kissing Camels first time. What'd you think? Oh, it was pretty good. I, I like the track. Yeah. I, I love to play when the greens are in prime condition. Yeah, uh, yeah, middle of March is the best. It was a pretty, pretty cool track. Missed out on some pretty cool holes, I hear, uh-huh. too. So... Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's I good. Love to play it again, though. Yeah, no, um, we're glad you were up here. Obviously, a big golf guy yourself, big advocate of the golf burrito too. Um, so, are you looking forward to this interview? I am. Nice. I'm excited for it. Okay, well, let's just get right into it. You want to ask some questions? All right, big Mike, got some questions for you. Um, we'll start with the most obvious. What's your favorite golf course and why? Mm, my favorite golf course is Pelican Lakes. By far, love the not the desert water. hawk. Your alma mater. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, doesn't come close. Pelican Lakes is just so so pristine. Okay. Got the pelicans on the water. It's a lot just, of there's a lot, lot of water, water right on like every hole. Water everywhere. It sounds like my worst nightmare. Nice greens. I've never played there. It's a fun track. It's a good course. It's just a lot of water. Yeah. And you hit it everywhere, but where you're aiming, water isn't your friend. That's right, Mitchell. Yes. Um, all right, Pelican Lakes. Your dream foursome, and where are you going to play? Um, me. Jordan Spieth. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and that's tough. I'm probably going Tiger. 
I'd love to play around with Tiger. We're going to go to um, Augusta now. I mean, we're going to go play Augusta. Okay. That's just, I mean, we're going to go play Pelican Lakes. (laughs) We're going to go play, uh, (laughs) watch Tiger shoot about 58 out there. You had a a hot take on Jordan Spieth earlier today. I I did. I uh, share again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think this whole coronavirus break is is gonna be good for for him. He's 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 gonna groove it over yeah, the break and just get it back. He's so messed up in the head right now. Oh yeah. On top of the fact that he can't find a fairway. Yeah. So I mean, I think a little break might help him out. Good thing. That's yeah. I, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, he's he's got some demons for sure. Moving right along, what is your Best golf memory or favorite golf memory? Uh, I, I got to go with when I shot 64 oh, at Desert Hawk. We got a player here. He's going to go for the ace. No. That, no, 64. The, the ace was cool, but the 64 is... There's, there's like a little like, more to this. Yeah, let's let, give me the story, Mike. <laughs> or just lay it out. If you were yeah, just to hear it. Yeah, so um, playing a golf tournament, Desert Hawk. D-Hawk. And... Uh, I just, I, all I had to do was get on the green in two, and it was going to go. It, just one of those days that when I hit the putt, I, I just knew it was in. Mm-hmm. And you're a good putter already to start, so, like, when you're feeling it, it's, like, watch out. It's the crazy. Way, the I way it, it was first described to me was that it was the first time you broke par. Yeah. You shot 64. That was the first time. The first and last, right? First, yeah. First and last time I have actually went under par. Which What? Makes no sense. <laughs> and you just went deep, dude. Yeah, 64 is was, like way deep. It was the crazy. It was like, I got done and it was like, what? What the hell? What did I happened? just. I don't know. I was yeah, in the group behind him. I took second. I'd lost by 11 strokes, shot 75. And uh, <laughs> I just, Mike just kept looking back at me and was just like, just gave me a fist bump it's, or like, gave me a thumbs up. Like, well, he probably made a double eagle on this hole. And then like, you had the 64. live scoring too. And I just kept seeing like, oh, yeah. made another birdie. Oh, made another birdie. That's crazy. Sad thing is, as I made a bogey, so oh my, I didn't know that. Yeah, what hole? Five Desert Hawk. What? I chunked it off the about fifty yards. Nice. (laughs) I can't remember what's. It's a par three over the water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty crazy though. That's a that's a good one to have. Not many people can say that they've gone that deep, especially at Desert Hawk too. Like I haven't seen a lot of people go deep out there. Like it's, it's so windy. Windy. OB, if you're everywhere. not hitting fairways, and you're, you're just... You're toast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one, though. All right. Yeah. In honor of the golf burrito, do you have a, a favorite golf course burrito? Are you a burrito guy? Do you like burritos? I do. I do okay. like burritos. Favorite oh. <laughs> <laughs> golf course burrito? I probably go with Desert Hawk again. Dude, I, we haven't been down. It's yet. good. Get that it's I, you get it on the plate. We haven't had a they, Desert Hawk burrito yet, but they drench it in that green chili. Mm-hmm. They make good green chili, mm-hmm. like award-winning. It's, it, oh, it's good. Probably, probably it's, my favorite one. Wait, it's like six bucks or something. Yeah, it's cheap. not. It's pretty right. cheap. It's pretty good. Desert Hawk. We stuff. really need to go down and try it. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to try it. Yeah, yeah, I've had hundreds of them. That's why I'm thick. <laughs> okay. Um, how did you get into golf? I just, my dad, my dad grandpa played. played golf forever. Mm-hmm. Got a set. And you live on the golf course, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
like I that just helps. helps too. Just kind of yeah. pop out. Yeah, sure. And yeah, got got a set, and then I was better at it than most other things. <laughs> so so just stuck, kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Um, do you have any golf horror stories or horrifying golf moments that have stuck with you? I this one's not too. It's not too bad, but I um my sophomore year at regionals at Eisenhower mm. Blue Course number one common theme <laughs> number one I was I was playing pretty well I was I was probably gonna make the cut I was playing good and I get up to my ball on the green two putt make par but I had to move my ball mark for somebody. And forgot to move it back and made a double instead of a par. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, then I shot like a million after that. Just threw you off? Yeah. Pretty sure I like four putted the next hole. It was a mess. That would be like two, yeah. Yeah, it's so frustrating. The nerves run high at those tournaments. Six inches difference. I don't know if if that's a horror story. I got a good story to tell about Mike. Oh, boy. we played in this golf tournament. It was a two-man event at Legacy Ridge. Um, Dude, I was there. Yeah, it was like the Oakley. No, it wasn't. It was like the CJGA two-man. Yeah, I played Anyways, with we're, John. We're on this par five. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're on this par five, and um, it, you have to hit over this little like waste area, like ravine. And I, what did I do? Did I like? You hit it right into it. I hit it into it on my drive or something, or I think you on my on my second, second shot, I, shot. I hit the tree and it went into the ravine, and it's like fifty yards to get over this and stupid it's thing. It's only, it's probably not even five feet wide. It's not. And I'm just like Mike. Yeah. All you gotta do, dog, is and we we're playing pretty good, I guess. All you gotta do, dog, dog is just you get gotta over. get this thing over. And Mike's like, oh, I got you. And he's a high. I, he has like this hybrid <laughs> thing. I was like, are you sure you want to hit that? Just hit like an eight iron over this. And he's like, I got this, dude. Like, I've been hitting it good all day. And just, was it a, just the biggest chunk ever? I just topped it. Yeah, just straight <laughs> topped it. Right into the, right into the ditch. Just, I just it's, take off my hat, and I'm just looking there. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking of, or were you thinking of something else? No, that's what, when you said Legacy Ridge, I remember yeah. doing that. I, we've had some stories. We, I mean, I've probably played more rounds with you than anyone else in my life. So, if we start thinking about them, we got some good ones. Um, <laughs> a lot of bad rounds out there. Oh, <laughs> like good rounds though too. Yeah, a lot of good ones. Yeah, we just a lot of shenanigans at the golf course for sure. All right, in honor of our second ever guest, so how we did it with Will, um, we developed a set of questions to rapid fire ask you, and you know, you know how rapid fire goes, right? Yeah. We ask you, and you just whatever yeah. comes to your mind, just bang Boom. okay minimal, minimal response time yeah so um i'll start it off and then that will follow and then just give us your answers so let the fans know a little bit more about you big mike all right favorite color blue if you had a glass of water what would you name it jerry <laughs> what's your favorite movie the sandlot what's your favorite day of the week friday what is your biggest pet peeve Dirty bathrooms. I, oh, yeah. Interesting. Bathroom. Do you have a spirit animal? 
Bald Eagle for sure. Oh, bald big, big is that bald like eagle is that guy. like patriotic? Yeah. Nice. Um, what's the capital of Kentucky? Lexington, right? No, it's Frankfurt, but that's okay. Oh. We'll get it next time. What Go would be it. your superpower? Be able to fly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, pulp or no pulp? No pulp. Okay. No pulp, kind of right. What about some pulp? No. no oh, no some pulp is the best. Okay. <laughs> uh, what kind of milk do you put in your cereal? Two percent. Oh, good, good man. Um, what sound does a seal make? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I can't even. Beautiful. Make that noise. No, it's beautiful. Better than Will. <laughs> What's your least favorite golf course of all time? Uh, Elmwood. Yeah, Elmwood, Elmwood golf sucks. Course. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Ooh, how do you like your steak cooked? Medium well. Mm. What, what's your favorite cut of steak? The filet mignon. Not, not a big steak guy. So oh. Like I, I'll oh. be honest. Not, not okay. Steak, okay, that's fair. fair. All right, last question. Is water wet? Yes. Okay. Let's elaborate on that really quickly. Yeah. If we can't see air, can fish not see water? Do fish see air but not water? I have questions I'm going to say what no. What do you think? You think they I, see water? I think they see water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you they think see they water. see the water? They don't see air. All right, dude. I don't know. I mean, we technically can see air. But like... Well, we can tell the difference between air and water, so we, yeah. can we technically see air? Do they think that wa- that air is water? Maybe. And their water is their air? Yeah, man. Dude. I don't know. All right. Sorry. That was good. That was very good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work on that seal noise. Um... If you listen to our couple past episodes, there's a really good one, but I'm not going to do it again. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll tell you off camera. I don't even know what a seal noise sounds like. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I have no clue. Nice. Mike, what, what are you thinking about this whole coronavirus thing, man? Are you a fan of it? Do you like the whole quarantine action? Or are you like, get over it? It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I, I like it. I, I, first off, do you I think spoken we're overreacting. Like, spoken like a true influencer. No, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think we're overreacting. I right. think things kind of got out of hand, so now we have. I think now we kind of have to. I don't know. I like sitting by myself. So Doesn't mind I could care less. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, any any plans while you're you go to school up in Fort Collins? Um, you have any plans while you're not in school or doing things? No. No. I just you got a book you want to read or uh, something you want to learn? You're learning the piano. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Big piano guy. I gotta maybe learn a few more songs. Songs over the break. Couple. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. I got some rare air in this room. A couple of musicians I'm sitting next yeah, to. Yeah. Next to Mozart do. and Bach. <laughs> they both played piano, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I, they I all. So. I, if you they probably all did. Yeah. All famous yeah. composers played piano That's at awesome. some. You're gonna try to play a lot of G on the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. as long as it stays open. Yeah, I was man, telling Mitch like, yeah, we could be able to sneak on to D Hawk, just hop over your fence. You know, what are they gonna do? Nothing. Mike will come out. <laughs> Make you give Big him Mike? some money. Big, Big Mike is uh, Zaremba. Yeah, he's Big Z? he's a good guy, but he's he likes his money. He he, he got to pay. That's true. Yeah. 
and we'll find ways. We we did it all the time. So, dude, I was in the car um, driving to Nebraska with our Tanamade rep, and Mike Zaremba called him and just started laying. Didn't even say hey, just answers it and just starts laying it into him. Oh my gosh. So I'm like horrified of this guy, and I've never even seen him. I don't even know if I've met him. He could play some golf, though. He's a good player. Like, very good. But my only God, interaction you. was, like, I was pretending like I wasn't there in the car. Oh while it's just just screaming over the, like, speakers. Oh it was crazy. I could see it, too. <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> Damn. Well, you got anything else you want to ask, son? Any hot takes? Yeah, what's your hot takes in the golf world or in just the world in general? People aren't going to like this take. I would play a foursome with Tiger Woods, but um, he's not going to win another one. He's not going to get another major. Is he going to win another tournament? Major, major, major. Okay. Just a major. He could win a tournament. But Is it, so he's going to break Sam Snee's record? Yeah. He has to. Yeah. But not major. I don't think he'll get another major. Is that here's, a, here's a question. Do you think anyone will ever... Sniff that record no. again. No, no. Like, I agree with Ryan. Absolutely man. not. Yeah, that's like Tiger's the closest and by far. Look at everyone else on the list in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's just Tiger was just so dominant for so long. He beat the brains off yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. There's the thing about Rory. Was it about Rory? Yeah, Rory has to be. He has to be world number one for, for like, like 11, eleven years, plus years, three months, and two weeks to. Yeah, yeah. Tiger's to be one. number one for as long as Tiger was. Tiger, yeah. I'm a little worried about him. He's got back issues, kind of. They're set. He's I heard, backed out of the players. Well, I heard like he self quarantined basically. Like it wasn't an injury. It might have been a self quarantine. That's the T that I heard. Really? Yeah. But he had to say it was an injury, so they didn't like freak out. But what about the was it the Honda the week before a couple weeks well, before? Well, that was, he already planned on not playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was his reduced dude. schedule. So what about Bay Hill, he Is didn't plan on thing? playing there either. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. What about what about hot takes just in general and just world? The world. Or sports? Who's winning right, the World Series yeah. this year? You're the sports guy, Mike. I need you. Yeah. Um, if you said the Chicago Cubs, we're stopping nah, this interview now, and I'm telling you to drive back down to Pueblo. Uh, the World Series, it's hard. I, I haven't got to see any baseball yet, but, um, man, I, it's hard. I know the Dodgers have choked, but they're absolutely stacked. They're the so Dodgers. stacked. They're so good. They got Mookie. Yeah. You heard it here first, kids. You Mookie. He, I do not like the Dodgers, but you had Mookie Betts to that lineup, and it's... They're, they're gross. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. Nice. Cool. All right. You got anything else? I don't. I got Mike, nothing. final words for the fans? You know, Instagram plug or something? Nah. I don't need no Instagram plug. Okay, well, we're going to tag you anyways on this. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do this around the That's fine. Nice. Well... Appreciate well, you making the drive up. Play yeah. some golf. Hope it was you get fun. a lot more rounds in yeah. while we're all not doing anything. Yeah. So. Don't have anything. Thanks for having me. Cool, man. Of course. All right. It was great having Mikey up here to visit and play some golf. Uh, yeah. We had a good time. Out that was a good. Channel. That was a fun little interview with him. Yeah. Um, get a lot of fun with it. So. All right. Well, as tradition, let's uh, 
give them the lettuce and the burrito. Yeah, we, we have to do a burrito and some lettuce here. Um, what you got first today? Let's see. We, what, what Are we running out of burritos since like oh, we have... Oh, no. We've got a couple in the bank here. A lot in the archives. Got a couple in the bank. We'll yeah. go with a, a course that a few of us and some of the listeners have played, a little Legacy Ridge Golf Course. Nice. You that played could... Legacy Ridge? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Okay. A lot so, of fun. Legacy Ridge Golf Course back uh, close to home in Westminster. Um, had their burrito over the summer. We just got some of these stored up from, you know, yeah. our four-month hiatus. I'm glad because a lot of the restaurants are going to be closing soon. Oh, it's going to be tough. Um, so some notes here. We had It was $7.00. We have potato, sausage, egg, cheese, green chili, and what kind of green chili? Strips or smothered? Uh, no, it was like, like embedded kind of. No, it was smothered. Okay, nice. I, I had it at the restaurant. Sweet. I sat down and ate it. Sweet. Um, it's always a good one. Regular flour tortilla, nothing crazy, and then didn't get to the meat until the bottom third. Oh boy. Mm. All right. That's not good. Mm-mm. Bottom third? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm interested to see what this rating will be. Contents and ingredients gave it a 3.5. Just what was in it. Yeah. Um, gave it a 2 for presentation. Really? Mm-hmm. Even with the green chili? Yeah. I also have zero on side action, so I'm, I'm starting to question whether or not it was... On a plate, or if I had it in a tortilla, it might have been in a tortilla, or in a foil. In foil, I mean, like wrapped in foil. I think. Well, if there's no side action, that must have been what it was. Yeah. I'm getting delusional. I'm mixing them up. Okay. Presentation was a two, probably because it was just in foil. I mean, you, I'm not gonna like. Gotta give us some credit. If you want to give us a high rating, then give us your burrito on a plate. Uh-huh. Even if we're on the golf course, jeez, come on. Finest China. So flavor, I gave it a 3.9. Pretty good on flavor. Yeah. I remember it was enormous. So value was a 4.7. Wow. It was big. That's one of the highest ones. It was a lot of food. Um, Side action was a 0. And structural integrity was a 4.2. Pretty good. Average 3.66. That's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. It's an honest day's work of... I think there was honestly just so, so like such a small amount of meat in it uh, in in general that I just didn't really like worry about it too much because potato, egg, cheese, green chili. Yeah, they kind of take care of yeah. you for most of it. Three point six six, not bad, not great. It's another run of the mill one. Good. Uh, it was the value that did it. If the, if it was remind small, me of the highest one, the highest burrito ever so far that we've discussed on the pod. Let's see. Is this still Eisenhower? Eisenhower was a 4.05. Wow. And then what was Drifters? Drifters was a 3.75. I think Eisenhower still's got it, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. That was the first one, right? Yeah. All the boys were there for the inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the best one so far, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I remember looking pretty good. So Legacy Ridge, 3.66. Got to work on that... that meat distribution but distribute like meat otherwise pretty good value on it um i think the green chili was pretty good and that's where some of the flavor points came from so yeah you get a lot of brownie 3. points 3.66 good moving right along lettuce of the week 
Yeah. And it's actually led us to the last three days because we did a podcast a couple days ago. Yeah, that's okay. Three or four days. It's a new week. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if we're doing once a yeah, yeah, one, yeah. twice a week episodes moving forward, we'll, we'll do actual lettuce of the week. And well, we missed about twelve weeks, so we'll just learn more than that. Yeah, plenty of good hair to go around for multiple. Who do we have awards. this week, Ryan? Uh, who do we have this week? We have Mr. Tommy Fleetwood. If you know who he is, you know. What did what did Fair Tommy what did Fleetwood. Fairy say about him? He looks like a. Like he looked like a homeless, homeless man who just robbed a Nike store. Yeah. He's got that beard It's a mix of that, that with, like, Jesus Christ himself. Yep. He looks great, like the Messiah. And he has all of the lettuce. But the funny thing about this one, um, in in wake of the coronavirus and quarantine, is that there's a picture going around, and we'll, we'll put it on Instagram. It's Tommy Fleetwood, and then the picture next to it is Happy Gilmore's caddy, like the caveman. And it says, before quarantine and after quarantine. And so that's what's going to happen to all of us. Like, you got your little mustache growing. Dude, I'm growing out the facial hair. I haven't shaved in a few days. I'm looking pretty greasy. Um, the hair's coming. I'm fighting for that Lettuce of the Week. Ryan's going to have Lettuce of the Week by May, guaranteed. I'm so excited. He's getting the wings going underneath that. You're kind of curling out from under the hat. Yeah. It's getting good. But, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood always has good hair. I wonder what his product is. I don't know. He probably doesn't, well, he probably washes it very well. It's gotta be well conditioned. Yeah, like what, like head and shoulders? Do you Floor's think? Nice. It doesn't look greasy, and it's so long. No, it's nice. Yeah. Probably brushes it. He probably hires like a personal brusher, or his caddy brushes for him. <laughs> That's how he earns his pay. <laughs> That's why he hit into the water at uh, was oh, it the Honda. Uh, yeah, it was the Honda. Yeah, that's why he was too worried about his oh hair, man. Oh my gosh, his hair got in the way. <laughs> it was too long. He needs a ponytail. No, but Tommy's pure. Yeah, he's great at golf as well as great at hair things. Hair. Nice. Um, so yeah, Tommy Fleetwood, congrats. Bang. Um, and we'll put the picture up, and you'll understand why. You have a picture for the burrito team. We'll see. Okay. We'll have to search deep in the archives. All right. Is that and all we got for tonight? That is it. We're coming up on just shy of an hour here. Oh, so perfect. Let's just we'll just wrap content. her up. Thanks for tuning in once again to the golf burrito. Um, seriously, people, if you're listening, send an idea. What do you want to hear? What do you not want to hear any more of? We're cooped up in this house for probably longer than we want to be. We need some ideas. Um, yeah. Also, stay safe out there with the, the coronavirus. Seriously, yes. wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your face. Um, <laughs> just, like, listen to what they're saying because none of us know the seriousness of it. So, Hope and, everyone's doing well and staying, yeah. staying healthy. Absolutely. And uh, as always, Mitchell, let it grow. Let it flow, baby. We'll catch you on the next one. Adios, amigos.